0: Welcome to The Board, a podcast series on mechanical keyboards by the mechanical keyboard community. Proudly brought to you by Idea23, awesome caps at great
1: prices. And KeyBO: the place for split keyboards. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening. How are you this week? I am good. My brother came to visit me and we spent some time hanging out and talking about boxes and I told him a little bit about the podcast, how the podcast is going. Did Um, he know about the podcast beforehand? Yeah, I've talked about it at like family get-togethers.
0: Yeah, so uh, does he have any thoughts about it or input on it? I doubt that he's ever listened to any episodes of it.
1: Um, yeah, he's never listened to any episodes. He, he, he like asked me what my like end goal of the podcast is. And I told (laughs) him that like, like it's, we like started it from like nothing and like we never really had expectations. So we just want to like keep it going. And I think there's something to be said about like working on a project and like keeping it going Like, it's there's something about, like, not letting something, like, stop that you're, like, committed to and you like doing. So, it's kind of like how I explained it to him. So, you know, you and I have not really ever had
0: this discussion. And I suppose now is not exactly a bad time for it either. What is our end goal here do we even have a end goal or is it just simply that we have a goal for this show condo by the beach in Melbourne <laughs> well one Melbourne doesn't really have any good beaches and two we don't really do condos here in Australia so <laughs> okay. unless if you're talking about Melbourne in some other country which may very well exist no uh, I th- that is a like,
1: terrible end there's goal. like beaches driving distance to Melbourne right like 30 minutes Oh, I try like ten hours maybe. Ten hours to the beach? They're not very
0: good beaches down there. They don't really have much of a, a beach culture I in case. Mel- Melbourne. Because Melbourne's pretty cold. Uh, oh, it's more of a an overcast, rainy, muggy it does get really hot. Like in summer it gets stupidly hot. But um it's because they get the desert winds that cross over at times. It's not really a city that's known for beach culture. Let's let's say that. It's in more Miami. of a Miami. Uh, Miami. 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 Well, it's a great place to retire because there's like no income tax there, right? Yeah, it's it's a big retiree state. I'm not sure exactly why. (laughs) I think it's because there's no income tax that's happening down there. And uh, there's plenty of, you know, lively food, um, really great food culture from sort of the Caribbean region, Cuba, and so on and so forth. Um, And of course, lots of young people who go down there and party. That's eye candy for old people. Yeah, and there's the,
1: what is it, the Ultra Music Festival? Spring Break. Yeah, Spring Break. (laughs) I don't know, There's, there's no, I have no idea what my goal is.
0: You know, I think, I wouldn't say that there's an end goal here for me with continuing this show, so much as that my weekly goal is to still enjoy coming on and talking about keyboards whatever that might be. Um, And of course, just sharing with the community, just hanging out with people. Like over a year ago, you know, I might've been in one Slack, two Slacks. Now I'm in like five Slacks and I'm in like multiple Discord groups. And it's just incredible that people can talk about mechanical keyboards and related items and accessories every single day for hours on end. It's just mind-blowing, mind-blowing. You know, four years ago when I started on this whole journey, I would have never even thought it was possible. But here I am. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that says a lot about the depth of what this hobby can hold, and of course the community behind it. Yeah. Now um, we've got a a good amount of things happening this week in our topics list. So, how about we get right into it? All right where do we want
1: to start at um let's start at um the razer mechanical key switches news it's pretty chill not a lot to talk about there but i can give a little summary of what's going on with that sure go for it so razer is um they're offering their mechanical switches which they use in their razer keyboards to third-party keyboard makers now. This includes the Razer Green Switch, which is a tactile bump as well as a distinctive click, the Razer Orange, which is a tactile bump without an audible click, and the Razer Yellow, which is an ultra-fast actuation of only 1.2 millimeters, and quiet performance for rapid-fire key presses and lightning-paced gaming. (laughs) <laughs> now, why on earth are you stressing those particular words? Please do. Uh, it's just so like Razer marketing. is like them talking about how certain switches are better for gaming. So, um, so what's the big deal about this news that Razer
0: is offering these switches to other keyboard makers, to other OEMs?
1: Um, well, the reason why I think it's interesting is because... Other keyboards will be using new switches, and the variety is nice. Also, I think it's noteworthy to mention that, for example, the people from Input Club have talked quite a bit about how Razer switches have improved. So it would be um, interesting to see them spread out a little bit more. I think the biggest thing is really just, um, just like, being able to have more customization. Maybe there's some people out there who really like the Razer Switches. And for them, they have to buy Razer keyboards and salvage the Switches. But standalone sales of the Switches are going to be available. So that opens new doors for that. So yeah, just more customization, more key Switches. Maybe maybe if, uh, if they start getting more feedback from DIY enthusiasts they can make improvements and new designs yeah and it's it's kind of like a a crossroads of Razer interacting more with the DIY community which could be beneficial as well okay so this
0: sounds very very familiar because only what a year and a half two years ago kale switches were pretty much in that same position weren't they Mm-hmm. And we've seen Kale has now taken leaps and bounds because they've worked extensively with some notable figures from the community, such as people from, uh, you know, NovelKeys, Mike from NovelKeys, and, and they've been delivering some some really great improvements in quality and switch design. So for Razer to come forward and go, you know what, we're going to start putting our switches out there to the community and, and one of the articles that will be linked, of course, DIY and homebrew keyboard enthusiasts. What the heck is a homebrew keyboard enthusiast? Um Those are people who make their own alcohol out of keyboards, Don. <laughs> I, I was just I, it's just like that, you know, boy boil toil and trouble. Like, you know, there's like a, a keyboard enthusiast
1: over a cauldron throwing in switches and stirring it up. Like, come on. Um Crack open a cauldron with the boys <laughs> and homebrew some keys. With-
0: it's like, um, instead of boba tea, it's uh, keycap tea, where you've got, like, key switches at the bottom of your milk tea. Um but, but what I'm saying here is we could very well see in the next couple of months to 12 months or so that Razer really could potentially up their game. Now, I know their switches do get trashed a lot, and, and I'm one of the people that have previously said that their switches are pretty shonky, because I've experienced some of their green switches, and they're not the greatest out there but if they take the steps because they want to get in that market and they understand the diy and enthusiast market well if they put that money in because they're such a big brand and powerhouse i can see it potentially happening that they could take back their share and deliver some really different products that uh could be that quality that people are looking for you know we might see a contestant too. Holy pandas and box
1: royals, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, um, I agree. Well, wow, what a transition, Don. This there's there's no way that we can't transition this to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, do you know which one I'm referencing?
0: Uh, I'm thinking about the uh, the box navy one. Is that what you're yep, talking about? Yep, yeah,
1: yeah. Damn, money. All right, you you give me the lowdown on this. So,
0: there's been a lot of box switches out already, and I don't actually recall if this complaint has ever been made in any particular point that box switches may have the potential to crack the stems on your keycaps. Now I have Box Whites, Box Trades installed in actual like keyboards and keypads, macro pads. I've got Box Navies as well, and I've got a couple of other Box switches in my switch collection. And I hadn't even thought about that it was going to be an issue. They felt nice and snug going on, and they came off fine. But so we had a post that came up on on Reddit which said that uh, they went to change some keycaps and they discovered that they heard cracking noises. Good, good set of ears there. They pulled the switch caps off and noticed that the cracks were on every keycap that they had put on. Now, through the back and forth of the posts and the comments on the posts, they checked the entire keyboard and 12 out of 68 keycaps had been cracked. And these were on box navies, specifically box navies. And I thought, well, you know what? That's that's really really interesting because I hadn't really thought that would have been a problem. Now I have Box Jades installed on my clone of the VEA at work, so I can't actually check them yet because they're at work. But I thought I've got box switches here in my drawer, and I've got a couple of different keycaps, so let's check them out. And so I put some Taihao OEM ABS keycaps on them onto the box jades and they cracked i was i was surprised i was shocked i put three keycaps on and every one of those three keycaps cracked now i made sure i even put them on the correct orientation as well
1: wow now i
0: i have a very cheap set of uh calipers they're not verniers they're just straight up just measurement calipers that my wife has for sewing and they've only got a one millimeter gradient on them So I actually checked the stems for jades, navies, and whites, and they all look by eyeball on these set of calipers to be the same. So I didn't bother getting more of my tie how caps because I didn't want to crack more of them to test on navies and whites, right? Because, you know, that would just be silly. But I rummaged through my gray bag, like just the random caps that I've got around, and I tried the Signature Plastic SA and OEMs, and they didn't. Crack. And then I went Mm. and got one of my PBT Cherry profile keycaps and they didn't crack. Only my ABS Taihao ones did. So, there's an issue here, but I don't know what to make of it. And and other people have actually also checked in this thread and said that they've now discovered they've also got cracked stems, which is a big deal. What do you think about this? Is this something that we should be concerned about?
1: Um, okay, so I know everybody's going to freak out about this. And I do think it's interesting that they didn't crack with the SP caps. I would also be interested to see if they crack with any Gateron keycaps or enjoy PBTs or IMSTOs or those because those... Are extremely tight fitting. However, I think that this issue has existed longer than people realize. Um, I've cracked a few keycaps on, for example, MX Clears, and a lot of people kind of just accept that as like an issue with MX Clears. So maybe we just need to start accepting that as an issue with box switches. Um, I don't see sure necessarily like the keycap manufacturer being responsible or the or the switch maker being responsible. I think that now that this information's out, you kind of just need to be cautious and do your best to avoid putting tighter fitting keycaps on the box switches.
0: Now, it's interesting you're talking about responsibility here because so far nobody's pointing fingers or blame or saying anything about responsibility. And there's always tolerance issues, right? Like I know that we've talked about tolerances on springs being stupid and whatnot, but when you get to manufacturing at this level, like fractions of millimeters matter. And of course high tolerance quality control is really, really important. With cheap keycaps like my my ABS tie house, I wouldn't expect them to have a great tolerance control. With key switch stems, I actually don't know what is the level of that quality control. You know, is it that my, my jades have, for that batch of jades, a little bit thicker, and then other people might have a little bit thinner or spot on, and therefore they haven't experienced cracking? Or are there some other factors involved? Is it a temperature thing with expansion of plastic? I mean... I think what you're saying is right. Even I know about that MX clears can be tight-fitting. And I know that people have had cracking issues and they talk about you know very carefully wiggling keycaps off them so you don't crack them. But are we now getting to a point where warnings might need to be applied to vendors so that people who are, say, new to the community when they're buying switches would be aware of what to expect? Because right now, I don't think that is necessarily a common practice do you know what i mean yeah. like if i went somewhere and bought these switches it won't say uh caution these stems are known to be tight fitting or may cause cracking on cheaper caps
1: that kind of thing i mean maybe a disclaimer would be cool but like the tighter switch it the tighter keycaps would want them to do something along those lines as well as the tight the i guess thicker wider switch stems so like the box switches would come with a warning and mx clears would come with a warning and taihao oem switches i guess would come with a warning and the gaterons would come with a warning but those are all like if those companies want to put in like the effort to warn their customers which might be a little bit hard to <laughs> convince like motivate them to, them to yeah. yeah but you know what?
0: i i think Database-wise, though, and, you know, last week we talked about this whole switch building database type of thing. This is exactly where that kind of central repository of information would be useful or helpful because people could go there and go, you know what, I'm about to buy these switches. Besides checking out people's thoughts on these switches or reviews or components, they can go, oh, look, there's a general community warning. 18 out of 560 people have experienced
1: cracking with keycaps on these stems. I bet, I bet most people would check that after they crack them. <laughs> 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 but they probably wouldn't make the same mistake twice.
0: Well, see, for me, I'm not actually that worried, to be honest, because, you know, keycaps are keycaps. Like, after I put these tile things on them, right, I took them off and I went, oh, it did crack it. I put it back on and it didn't feel any looser. So it's not like the, the crackers snapped off a piece. Like, the crack is a crack. It hasn't split... It hasn't actually snapped off. It's not nice because now if I tried to sell these $20 dollars die how keycap set to somebody, I'd be like, there's cracks on it. You can have it for two bucks, but... Nobody um, wanted them anyways. It's okay. <laughs> it, well, that's my point. You know, it, it might not be as big a deal as it could be sounding like. It's just that if you paid for a really rare set of thin abs keycaps for some reason just don't go shoving them without some thought beforehand on box switches at least not at the moment so yeah
1: i think that it would like i could see mg sickler putting something on his site saying hey keep an eye out for these and that's probably good enough for like what i what i would expect Um, I, like I, this problem is really frustrating because if you crack like a keycap, there's like a very, very low chance you're ever going to be able to replace that specific one. So you're either going to have to use like a not correct color (laughs) key or not correct like lettered key. And then you're just like, it it might not, you might not think it's going to bother you, but chances are like, it might bother you. Like, sol- I didn't think it would the, the true would solution here,
0: right? Is to just make that commitment and put all of those keycaps on and crack all of those keycaps.
1: And then you can just replace the whole set
0: later on. No, not if
1: it's an unobtainable <laughs> MSTO set that you cracked a keycap on.
0: That's when you glue them onto that switch and it will never come off. And then you'll be like, this board will never change. This is somebody's endgame, whether they, they accept that fact or not. And <laughs> they can't clean it, though. <laughs> That's why you get, like, one of those, you know, high-pressure air-blasting compressed air things, and it'll be fine. You can't
1: lube, re-lube the switches.
0: Ugh, you don't need to lube the switches. It's a box switch. It's IP56, and it's sealed.
1: Okay, well, what if... Um, I, I had the problem happen with MXClears, okay? They <laughs> <laughs> don't have all these, like, bells and whistles, your IPP stuff.
0: Uh Alright, well, just, uh, I guess, as a final word, as a public service announcement, just be aware that box switches may give you a tighter experience on thinner keycaps, which could lead to stem cracking. Yeah. So, don't panic, just be aware, and of course, make your own mind up on decisions about it. Or check your caps if you currently are using that kind of combination. Kevin says, take responsibility for your own actions. <laughs> it would be interesting if somebody had very fine measurement tools and went and measured a whole bunch of these to find out what their actual tolerances were. Against, yeah. you know, the uh the accepted norm
1: size of uh stems. It's hmm. just so weird that it happens sometimes and it doesn't. Like those the the sizing must be so like minimal to cause a crack versus not a crack. It's really like a weird It's just um, it's just material science, really phenomena. Yeah, but it's it's so like it's hard to do and like hard to understand. Like manufacturers even can make these mistakes as we're seeing now. And these are really tight tolerances, so Or it could just be for example,
0: the the molds of wearing, right? If if you've gone and made a million key switch stems the erosion of your mold is very gradual and that's when tolerances start to fall out and so these stems could be getting wider and wider and wider with each successive large batch before they actually do a qa test on it and go oh crap it's actually out of tolerance we need to retool that's a possibility too (coughs) yeah because like um Lego molds, right? I think, on average, like a Lego mold will make 20 million Lego pieces or something like that before they retire it, simply because that's when it falls
1: out of tolerance or something like that. I read that somewhere. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I remember hearing something about that, too. All
0: right. Well, I think we've kind of uh, flogged that one a little bit to death. I think we spent a bit more time than I anticipated we would, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but we should move on to some other topics. Where do yeah. we where do we go from here?
1: Um I guess we can quickly do one more topic before we get into some like housekeeping type stuff. Yeah, sure. Um did you get to check out the novel keys X Mito desk mouse mats? Did you check those out, Don? I did because uh people on the Australian Discord have been talking about it. What have they been saying? Is it positive? Is it negative?
0: It's a bit of mix. People have been mm-hmm. positive in the fact that they really like the design, but it's a negative yeah. because it's on mass drop. Um, the price to ship one of these is twenty-one dollars to Australia, and oh, the mat itself is
1: fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And this, the I feel like you could figure out a cheap way to ship this. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of it's disappointed actually,
0: that it's it's really the weight issue because like i got some i got a a desk mat a large desk mat of this size right and it was rolled up and shipped but the actual ship weight for it was really heavy and that is mm-hmm. the problem it's because it's neoprene backed it's got a lot of mass to it so <clears throat> that is what the killer is is because of course international shipping is both by volume and by mass whichever is the more
1: expensive it's um, called dimensional weight and it sucks Uh, No, it's fair (laughs) to the freight companies, okay?
0: So, so the issue here, right, is that people love the design, but the, the discussion actually ended up leading to people talking about just getting desk mats from Taobao and AliExpress because some of them look just as good but are stupidly cheaper.
1: Talk to me about stupidly cheaper, like... So twenty one plus fifteen, so you're talking about a thirty six dollar desk mat. I mean, it's like, can they? That's thirty. Can you really yeah, get them for like a third of the price.
0: That's thirty six US, mm-hmm. which is like fifty dollars Australian. Okay,
1: but it's still thirty
0: six US.
1: Sure. <laughs> like but, so,
0: but to so, put that into context, right? I got my Ducky desk mat for like twenty three dollars Australian
1: in the door. Was it like a huge big one like this?
0: Yeah. Like half the price. Yeah,
1: that's so It's interesting. And
0: and that's the thing, right? And there's gonna be issues because, for example, Massdrop has to take its cut. And, you know, Novel Keys is obviously gonna have a cut of it as well. Whereas like a Chinese vendor, they're the ones actually making it and shipping it, and so they can afford to be way cheaper, and it would not surprise me if we don't start seeing some of these potentially floating in the Taobao market at some point in time as well, because whoever's making these is probably going to be like, hey, you know what, we've fulfilled this
1: order, and they're just going to start popping up. are going to be up. doing the, the <laughs> classic third shift. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny, and you know, I... I'd probably take the bet that you could get them from those those replica manufacturing runs faster than the mass job one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even. When when is this meant to ship? When is this meant to ship?
1: Oh, that's a great uh, question. I will tell you. The estimated September 18. Is
0: September 18. That is like three months from now.
1: That seems really like a lot for a desk mat.
0: <laughs> now, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say that this is morally right to do, but if somebody was super desperate to get these in three months, they could probably make arrangements due to some high-quality imagery of this, okay? And they could go on, not AliExpress, but Alibaba, and go, I want that. And I can tell you right now, this is exactly how this goes down in the rest of the manufacturing world. Right, it happens, and somebody's going to pick it up and go, You yeah, I can do one of these, but your MOQ is going to be like 500 mats,
1: and you can have it like in two weeks, bam." Because well, this is I think like this is a meme I really like is Mastercraft will bring it out like two weeks early, and they'll get all this like positive like press, and be like uh, we did it faster than we thought, and it's like this is like a ridiculous timeline. Well, my personal experience of dealing
0: with the Chinese market from when I used to work in retail is exactly that. My boss saw a product and was like, how fast can you turn this around? And this factory in China went and said, I can get you this much, this value, right? If you commit to this volume and I'll do it in this timeframe. And my boss went, give us a sample. And they literally produced a sample of these things like in No Time Flat. We got them, and my boss was like, I'll buy this many of them if you drop the price to this for for, for each unit, right? And they went, done. And we ended up with like thousands of these items. Now, I'm not going to tell you what these items were, but they even came with blister packs identical to the original, and they even came with cards printed as knockoffs of the original. And my boss said, whoa, whoa, we didn't ask for them. They made them for free and put them into the blister pack. And me and two other guys in the shop spent hours opening these blister packs and pulling out these counterfeit cards. <laughs> because we didn't ask for them. But the, the actual factory went and
1: did it. So, you know. I like, I like factories that know how to counterfeit <laughs> without even being asked. <laughs> I mean, it helps re- it helps reduce your liability <laughs> it, 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 it was just, part. <laughs> it was just a
0: surreal experience for me discovering how scary the Chinese copy and manufacturing market really is it, it really was so um so yeah and and I don't want anyone of course to I'm not suggesting for people to do this because obviously novel keys they're doing great stuff and like we discussed earlier you know bringing kale to the forefront by working with them. Um, but it's just that it seems a little bit ridiculous for me, unfortunately, for the Australian market to have to pay that much and to wait for that long for this. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, the three-month thing is kind of crazy, but I like the design a lot. I think that is definitely the most compelling part of it, and the color selection is pretty, too. I would probably just go with the uh, the black and white one for me,
0: simply because, you know, it's classic. It'll go with everything and anything, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't need another desk mat. I already have two at work. I've got one at home that I can't even use on a regular basis anyway. So having another one, I don't even know what I would <laughs> do with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. It'd be nice. It'd be nice for one day when I actually can afford a bigger place and and have a a
1: more spread out setup, but uh, not at this point in time. All right. So, shall we do some housekeeping stuff?
0: Yeah, let's go and do some housekeeping stuff. What are we mm-hmm. doing? Are
1: we sweeping the floors, uh, dusting the yeah, dusting the show? I like the I like the one you have highlighted.
0: Okay. <laughs> So, are you ready for that one? I'm I'm ready for it. Now I'm ready. I'm I am pretty stumped at coming up with ideas and I was like, you know what? Let's just have a lazy month. Let's just make it the easiest possible giveaway for Kibio for the month of June. Cuz you know, it it's coming to the end of the financial year. People have worked really hard on competitions and entries and stuff like that. So Let's just do a Gleam competition. Just The link will be with the episode, okay, across all the areas that we distribute the episode. Now, if you're listening to this via RSS, unfortunately, you'll have to head either to the page, uh, our webpage, at Libsyn, or to Reddit, or to Patreon, or to Facebook, or to Slack, because there'll be a link that you can click, which goes to the Gleam giveaway. Now, there's a couple of actions there, but... Thanks to Kibio, who would be providing the prize for this, which is a kit from their catalog, what is available in stock. Um, Just check out their website, check out their Instagram. And of course, if you want some additional entries, you can let us know so we can pass it to Danny at Kibio about the kind of products that you want to see on their website. And of course, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. So there's plenty of opportunities here. And I can tell you right now, uh, what happened was I created the entry competition and because it was already a weekend, I thought I'd just post it in our Slack and stuff like that. There is currently 53 entries already for this competition. So get in, it's quick, it's easy, really nothing more to it. There's no span that's going to come from it except for a confirmation saying that uh, you've entered the competition. And at the end of the month, I'll just hit draw winner, and bam, somebody will get that prize. Easy, right? Easy. Easy, and then we we got a whole month to think about a competition for next month for the new year.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got we got we're gonna do some focus groups. <laughs> we're gonna get some smart people together. Well, that's we what the that's what the our... Slack groups for, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> they got some serious intellect in there.
0: But, you know, I'm actually really happy with how the Slack group's grown because currently there's actually 65 people in the Slack group. I know that not all of them are active and that's perfectly fine. But there's a great little community of guys who are, you know, into keyboard design um, as well as programming, coding. And we've had some new people come on and and try to troubleshoot a dodgy VEA clone PCB they got from Taobao. And it's just, it's a neat little community to hang out with. It's Not super fast paced in terms of content and talk, unlike, say, uh, you know, the Met Keys Discord channel and things like that. So, if you are interested in hanging out and just chilling with people from all around the world, and I'm not kidding because we've got Australians, we've got people in UK, we've got the Americans, we've got guys in, you know, Sweden, um, France, so very, very all over the world, just send us an email to the boardpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's some. Stellar people in there. Some stellar Swedish people in there. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually got two Swedes in there now. Oh, I was only thinking of Rodbert. Oh, that makes... that
0: I think that's three then. Well Isn't isn't Jonas from Sweden? And then wait, I thought it was Denmark. Mm, okay. And then what about Sendrum? Oh yeah. He's Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> so we got a few. We got a few. Now, for our Idea 23 uh, keycap giveaway, I actually haven't got something prepared for that because I actually forgot how many we've got left. So I need to check with um, WorkChill about that because he's actually holding on to them for us and, and doing the shipping. So thank you very much to, to WorkChill from Caps and Town. Make sure, of course... You guys head over and check out Keep Town, which is another podcast series about mechanical keyboards uh, for the mechanical keyboard community, of course. Their format, of course, is a mixture of content talking from their hosts plus some live interaction via their Discord as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's very different, and they do have some great guests that come on. Not quite like uh, how we do things by ourselves most of the time. But uh, yeah, of course, former sponsors of our show, which are happy to continue to support WorkChill and his crew as well. But now the time for Guessing Game. Are we ready to uh, find out how stumped Don is this week?
1: Yeah, so the way that this is going to go is from now on, it's going to be like one question, which you have a chance of getting, and the next question you don't. So that way people can watch you fail (laughs) And then also they can play for that. <laughs> this is for like the serious enthusiast here. Some of these are pretty hard. So, yeah, but what so happens I if that I that- guess it right? You won't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a
0: call. All right. Well, uh, you can go first and ask me and we'll see how I crash and burn. And then you'll find out how easy the questions, well, the clues that I've given you are as per usual.
1: All right. All right. So, I'll start with the first one. Yeah, go for it. All right, this keyboard project is offering this keyboard in two different form factors. This keyboard project is offering this keyboard in
0: two different form factors.
1: Whoa. a it's an ongoing project at the time of this podcast recording pass (laughs) pass all right this next this next one this is pretty easy you don't let me down this project has received over five hundred thousand dollars in funding
0: over five
1: hundred thousand dollars in funding I guess funding as in, like, committed units. Is this the Drevo keyboard that's got that little wheel on the side, whatever it's called? Um, This is not the Drevo keyboard with the wheel on the side. Oh, dang it. All right, next clue. The Switch technology used and recreated in these keyboards was developed in the 1970s.
0: Is this the Wooting 2? No.
1: I'm sorry, Don. That is incorrect. Dang it. This keyboard was discontinued in the 1980s.
0: Wait. Is this that Model F?
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Two form factors? Yeah, there's the Kish Saber as well as the one with the extra keys on the right. That's sort of 10-key list style. Oh, you mean the Space Saver? Um, or
0: what, what's, what What's the Kish oh, wait, Saver? Wait, no, Space Saver. The Space Saver. Isn't it? the SS?
1: Um, I don't actually know the name of it, but one is the Kish Saver, which is the 60%, and then one is like the more TKL-style one. Mm. That's a great question. So, it's the F77 and then the F62. Right.
0: So what was that? Two points? Three points? Two points? Um,
1: yeah, you got two points.
0: Two points! Woo! That's
1: better and than one. And then the last clue. The last clue, just for anybody interested, the master, the mastermind behind this project, had a short interview with NPR. I would not have even know that one. Who's the mastermind? <laughs> um, the Eclipse dude. <laughs> I don't, who, Eclipse, nineteen fifty-two, or whatever.
0: Who's Who's NPR? Neil Patrick. NPR? Neil Patrick Roberts. What?
1: No, it's like a, a National Public Radio. What? It's like a super famous like. Like an American thing that I would know about I thought it was America. <laughs> what? Okay, maybe <laughs> National Public Radio. I thought it was pretty big. Okay. I'm sure it is in America. I mean, for English-speaking countries, I'm sure it's big. I'm sure every, people in I don't, Australia... I don't know do. why,
0: but every time I hear NPR, I think Neil Patrick Robert. And I don't even know who the heck that is, or even if that's a real person.
1: Yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but they, it's like a podcast thing, too. They're like, they're like a podcast. Well, one day maybe
0: people will talk so positively about the board in, in some weird way. TB instead of tuberculosis. Hey, did you check out TB <laughs> this week? Oh, he had an interview on TB. Actually, it'd be TP. It would be TBP, wouldn't it? And that's a bit of a, a mouthful. TBP. 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 It's
1: like PBT. TBP. PBT. TBP. <laughs> it's a disease.
0: Uh, ah, yeah. the tuberculosis podcast. <laughs> this week in tuberculosis. <laughs> Get your get your vaccinations. Uh, how little right, Betty well, fought off consumption.
1: You got it. You did you got it. I'm actually surprised. All right. Well let's let's have a crack at uh my
0: ones and I did actually create this a couple of hours in advance. So it wasn't a last minute scramble like last week. <laughs> <laughs> I already have two more ready for next week, by the Uh, way. You're a guessing game fiend. Absolute. Okay, so for five points. I am extremely versatile and am found in many
1: keyboards. I am extremely versatile and am found in many keyboards. Um, Okay, there's two things I want to guess. I was going to say, so let me just talk it out. This isn't my guess, so don't take this. But I was about to say springs, but almost every keyboard has a spring. So I'm going to guess RGB. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought you were, like, trolling me. For four points,
0: I am both cheap and expensive.
1: And expensive. All right, I'll try... I'll try... I'll try, uh... Springs. No. Hmm. Okay, next
0: clue. For three points. One of my features... Is also... In the name... Of a keyboard
1: series. One of my features... This is this in the name of a keyboard series? Is by keyboard series do you mean like pro- keyboard product or like like media series? No comment. Uh, um uh, keycaps. No. Oh my God, this is so hard. I have no idea.
0: I am most commonly related with keycaps.
1: I am most artisans. No. Oh God, no. And for
0: one point, I can also be achieved by working out at the gym. I come on. You go to the gym. What do you get when you work out at the gym? I get tired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And> hungry. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> um you get uh, you get like um uh, muscle uh strength so uh, keep I, keep going keep going keep going with the muscle strength muscle okay what what, what kind of muscles do you get um i uh, big keep
0: going what like groups of muscles big arm lower down <laughs> lower down big legs Oh my god! <laughs> Stomach region, <laughs> abs. Your abs. What are abs? What? What? How do you? What do you how do you spell abs? Abs.
1: Oh, abs. <laughs> 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 All right, wait. Go through the clues one more time. I want to like see this from a new perspective. <laughs>
0: ABS plastic is extremely versatile. It's found in household goods, it's found in Lego, it's found in industrial products, and it's found in keyboards as keycaps and plates, as well as housing, as well as switch tops, feet. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. both cheap and expensive. You've got, say, tie house and SPSA sets. One of the features is the name of a keyboard series, i.e. the Ducky Shine.
1: Oh, that, that, come on, that clue is so hard. I'm most commonly related that, with keycaps, yes, that's and an you incredibly... can get abs from working out at, at the gym. I'm filing an official <laughs> complaint on that clue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was, like, such a good clue. Like, how many other keyboard series do you have, though? Like, you got Pokers, like, one, you know, Poker, you Poker 2, Poker
1: 3, right? Razor Black Widows, the Corsair <laughs> K series.
0: yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, Ducky Shine is like a major series. They're up to like Shine 7 now. Which, Uh -uh. you know. Man. Oh my God, that was brutal. I'm sweating. But you know what? This is a good point to switch over because talking about Ducky Shine, Ducky Shine 7, is Computex. Now uh Computex. now we haven't actually seen a lot of stuff about Computex this week. So nope. We've actually only got really two things from Computex on our list, which incidentally are both from Vortex. Now I do mention Ducky Shine quickly because they did have some product out there, but it wasn't revolutionary or anything different. Uh it's just a different case, like an RGB. Mm-hmm. I was like Oh, and, and their keyboards will come with PBT keycaps. So I was kind of like, it's a bit of a, a flop in that context. Nothing's like exciting. Now, I put one topic on our topic list about Vortex and Kevin put another one, but they're both valid because they're different. So do you want to talk about the one that you put up? Wait, which which one did you put
1: on? I don't even remember. It's the uh, I put a- the Instagram one. Oh, I, I I couldn't actually open that because I don't have an Instagram. You don't need an Instagram account.
0: It'll just go to the Instagram post.
1: It made it asked me, Don. I it, it wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well. All right. I'll jump into the one I had. Sure. It's uh, Vortex announced a new keyboard at Computex. I think it looks p rad. Um. Yeah. So it's a sixty five percent. Introduced to you by Vortex called the Hellcat. What's so special about it's, it? It was designed by Mito and Vortex Gear in collaboration. And it has some, I guess, DSA, if I had to guess. But it might be those, like, Vortex is doing their own kind of like DSA stuff now. Kind of like what they had on that 40% they had. The XDA. The one that you're. Um it's not XDA, right? It's DSA. What's the what's the forty percent that you did the big review on the Vortex that you Core. got from? The Vortex Core. Yeah, those are DSA style more than XDA, right?
0: Um I thought they were XDAs.
1: Hmm. This well this has a hashtag DSA in it.
0: Alright. I think it's because that's the component that Mito had actually helped with, so the ma- so it's a matter of who's actually producing those keycaps mm-hmm. if they're actually vortex produced keycaps or if they're produced by say you know signature plastics right or some other house um yeah but it actually says dice sub, so they must be pvt and well yeah in any case um. why do you find this so exciting
1: Okay, well I actually you're this might disappoint you, but I think this is not exciting. I think this keyboard's like maybe two years ago it would have been exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just like really late. So and so why did you want to talk about this? Um well because it's a new keyboard being released by Vortex, which has been a pretty good producer of solid entry level keyboards um it is like a little bit of like uh you can buy it from the retail however it is like a little bit of like a custom style keyboard so for somebody who wants a custom style keyboard like out of the box it's a good option mm-hmm. but yeah other than that i was really not as impressed as i was anticipating
0: so when when you put this on a topic list and I went and had a look at it, like besides my general dislike of uh, a lot of what Mito produces, like the color scheme is to me a little bit weird. Uh, it's a very busy color scheme. So we've got like a, a esque kind of cream off-white alphas, and then you got like a skeletal purple, and then you have these yellow highlights, very bright yellow highlights with the lighting in this picture, and then you got these bright fluoro orange so you're throwing in four colors here plus black for the actual uh legends on all of these keycaps it it just jars my general color sensibilities now i'm not claiming that i have the best color sensibilities out there and i'm sure this would appeal to a lot of people but i don't know what the hellcat reference is to either like there is like a novelty which has got a cat but it doesn't look like a hellcat because when i think of a hellcat I think of a mech warrior (laughs) and the sort of,
1: Ooh, that's a great reference that
0: that tilde escape position type in the top left-hand corner is a picture of like a fish bone skeleton thing, which once again, like, is that not just cat? Where's, where's the hell component of this coming into play? But as noted by the comments, it's a 65% layout. It's pretty common. Right, we're talking like a Tada sixty-eight. We're talking like a White
1: Fox style layout. Even like, yeah, it's like even with the same size, just a little different layout. You can get those the Magic Forces. So <laughs> for like nothing. So
0: it's not that it's necessarily revolutionary, but I think what is exciting, okay, is that we have a major player in vortex gear in that we could be seeing price competition driving this form factor now a tata is already relatively cheap we know that right you can get a Tada for like a hundred bucks in your door and you're going to have a great experience now we talked about tata aluminium cases being really expensive didn't we last week like a 100 bucks or whatever yeah. it was. now will this have an aluminium case i do not know there's, there's not enough detail here at this point in time from this picture in this post alone but this scale of production that Vortex Gear has available to it considering the Vortex Core has an aluminium case means we could be seeing a really great price point entry for a keyboard like you said that looks custom, that looks snazzy because it's got this Mito set on it and I think that's what right, makes it so- exciting
1: so, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but can we assume that Vortex listened to our podcast last week and made this for Computex? <laughs> <laughs> Are we safe to assume that? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> but good try. I think we have a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see somebody mention that the 75% is an aluminum case, uh, and the-, the core obviously was 3? an aluminum case. Yeah, yeah, so there would there's a very good case for this being also aluminum which it would hopefully come in between the two price of those two which would be like 100 for the core and 140 for the race 3. So, yeah, this could be like a pretty good price aluminum case 65% with with custom keycaps. Yeah. So uh, something definitely to be looking out
0: for. But I think the other topic from, from this Vortex stuff that I'm more interested in is the, the second thing that we've got here is they introduced a new... Well, they, they're introducing a switch type, which
1: they called the Inductor switch. Yeah, I finally got it opened with the power of incognito mode.
0: It's interesting because it's an MX stem supporting switch, but the actual switch stem looks to be like almost top ray style sliders in that they're circular with like maybe guides on them. It has like a housing that indicates that the, the stem underneath it is bigger as well, because you can kind of see that through some of the translucent bits of the top. Um
1: it does look like it has four. It's got rails. Yeah,
0: so it's got some guiding rails, but then they've gone with like a circular cutout on the top, which is weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what an inductor switch is, but of course there's speculation saying that it could be like a, a magnetic style switch, like a hall effect type of switch. However, there's also other discussion around which says it basically falls into a electrocapacitance category, i.e. a top-ray-type competitor, an inductor. Oh, man. Now, it looks like a clunky top housing. It's an ugly top housing. Like I'm just going to say it straight out there. The, the the housing looks ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Beauty is relative, Don. It's, it's super square. I mean, heck, even the switches in the Rocket that we talked about last week, right, had a little bit of a style to it in their renders. This thing just straight up looks like an engineer built it and then it didn't get passed through anybody else because the engineer is like, no, it has to look like this to work. Um, and same with the stem. Like, that stem just looks ugly. That said, at the end of the day, if it works, it works. If it feels good for the people who care about the switch type, then it will be the winner. We won't know until somebody gets hold of one.
1: Uh, All right, Don. Yep. Just cause, just for the memes here. Have you ever seen a Cherry M Y switch? I've seen pictures of them. This looks like like really similar to a Cherry M Y switch, <laughs> <laughs> like which is like the worst switch ever. Like, what if they just like soldered in some Cherry M Y switches just to troll us?
0: Well, I mean, it's like it's like a Clear Top S M K switch as well. Without
1: the circle, oh, yeah, 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 because those SMKs Um, have
0: ugly box tops as
1: well. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm I don't know the right word for it, but this is definitely the most interesting topic of the week. So, (laughs) we left it definitely like, well, not quite bummed that that I didn't spot it. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm super excited about this. If this is like anything close to Topra, then. You have my attention.
0: I would be more inclined to think that
1: this is probably more likely to be linear, to be honest.
0: Because Vortex Gear's base does have a strong base in consumer gaming type of keyboards. So it would make more sense for it to be a linear type of keyboard. Just saying, in general. Why isn't there any information on it? Because it's it's probably something that they're gonna just slowly dribble out information on.
1: All right, Don. Where is Computex? Can we fly there like tomorrow? And it's in it's in Taiwan. So yes, we can be there in like ten hours. You have nationality too.
0: (laughs) Yes, but I'd rather not get kept behind and serve one and a half years of national service. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, this is definitely the coolest topic of the week. I am looking forward to them having... Oh, God, Vortex is so annoying when they release information, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that they like to be, like, really edgy and... Mysterious. really small.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, you know, we are running towards the end of the episode, which is all well and good. But uh, let's just burn through one more quick, sharp, Computex-ish related kind of thing... Uh, which is the Mistel's offering, where they've now got uh, a lot of their samples of the Mistel MD650L. It's yeah. it's basically just, um, that's a 65% of their split keyboard. Like the previous Mistel
1: Barocco, right, was a 60% um yeah this is 65 percent. but also it's the low profile switches ah so that's what the l is yeah
0: okay and aluminium case right
1: yeah i'm i think this is super cool um i like nobody asked for it which is my favorite part about it they just decided to make it (laughs) um i'm excited about it what what i do find interesting is that their bottom row choice
0: they've gone for the one two five one one two five Rather than keeping it as 125, 125, 125, because they've gone with the space bar, the split space, to be the same size on both sides. So, yeah. And then, of course, they've, they've done the one use all the way across on the right hand side to, to maintain that sizing. Um, and of course, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just simply if you're a bit more accustomed to having a larger sort of Win key or a command key on your left hand side between the Alt and Control then uh, you're going to have a fun time. Now, I note, funnily enough, by the way, Kevin, that in the picture that I had linked there, or you'd linked, you'd linked it. Mm-hmm. That bottom keyboard has two alts on the left-hand side. Ooh, I
1: didn't even see that. <laughs> they ran a- Oh, my God, the top <laughs> one has two controls. Oh, man. What is going on? Who put these keycaps on these? Somebody who made a mistake, Don. They're human, okay? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, if you've been looking for a OEM
0: low-profile split 65, then this could be for you. Now,
1: I I am... This could be for you. (laughs) I
0: I am interested in split, sort of 65-ish size, but I prefer to have the actual function key row on top as well. Now, of course, yes, if this was programmable, which it probably is uh you could you know put a layer into this to use the num key row as the f key row as well but uh I would just prefer it to be native so
1: yeah otherwise it looks good. I do like there's people saying that the 3U space bar is not good. I just want to say that like I'm actually happy with that change. The 60% the, the original Mistel 60% had three had had two different sizes it was like a 3.0 and 3.25 and it was like i really wish they were the same size it just like bothered me so i'm actually happy they're the same size and maybe they'll be able to provide more replacements easier with that too and maybe it's cheaper for them to make but yeah i i like that change so i don't really get the hate for it it's not like you're going to be putting on your custom keycaps on this guy anytime soon no, not with low-profile switches anyway, so. All right, Don, there's one more th- thing of business we have to deal with. Yeah? I have another guessing game, Don. <laughs> you need to play it. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll do right. it. All right. All well, right, we'll do it, Schnell. All right, first thing, first clue. MX mount switch with a unique stem, switch housing, and leaf design mx mount
0: is it a alps switch alps aren't mx mount alps are oh as in you mean the stem not like the pin position
1: yeah oh okay sorry but the pin positions are almost diff are different as well yeah okay close enough you're wrong um next clue there are linear and clicky versions of this switch
0: so, it's got an MX stem, but it's
1: a different leaf design. Different stem design Sorry, and different, different housing stem. design. Different leaf stem and housing design. Is it a Roma G? No. A Roma G MX mount, by the way. Aren't they? I don't know. I don't hey, think what, so. What was the fourth clue? I was still too stuck on the first, the four point The second clue was there's a lic- linear oh, and clicky linear version. And clicky. Yeah,
0: Roma G's have like.
1: Oh, no, they're, but they're not MX mount. Oh, okay. Um, This is like. So you can put your GMK keycaps on it, for example, but it has a totally different stem, switch housing, and leaf design compared to Gaterons, compared to Kales, compared to, Kales, compared to Cherries. Alright, next clue. It comes in three colors white, black, and yellow. Is this that MY switch? Uh, Nope. Is it the. Um, Because you keep. You gotta wait for the next clue, Don. (laughs) No,
0: no, no, but like you keep mentioning MX and MYs, but isn't one of them like a dodgy version that does take MX mount?
1: Yeah, MYs do take MX Mac. Right, okay. But they're the they're like the wet newspaper one. <laughs> um, the next clue is each of the versions is heavier than MX Blacks. So these are some heavy switches. All three of the versions, which are white, black, and yellow, are all heavier than MX Blacks. <sighs> yeah, this is a hard one, Don. This is the one that you're supposed to lose miserably. Well, I'm doing a good job at it, aren't I? <laughs> You'd have to think, like, the... Like, remember, like, the hero's question? The orange switches? You gotta think, like, along, like, the lines of, like... What are some weird switches you've heard of before that you don't often interact with? Um...
0: That's the problem. I don't really retain that kind of depth of knowledge on stuff that's obscure to me.
1: Okay. All right. Next, next clue. This one might, this one is the one that. But this is like a one point, right? Yeah, this is your one point. Okay. All right. The shape of the stem is like two jet engines. It's shaped like two jet engines, which is where the switch gets its name from.
0: I've never seen a stem that looks like two jet engines.
1: All right. Well, you ready for the answer then? Okay. Taiwan jet access switches. I've never heard of them before in my life. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) I've had a keyboard with them. I totally like spammed you with pictures of them. Yeah, they're (laughs) a unique design. They're a unique stem design. The switch switch stem design is actually like the most unique part about it is that it goes on two rails. It moves up and down on two like mounting rails and the stem itself like has two holes, two like sphere circles on the other side, which sit on those rails. It's really interesting.
0: My daughter is getting so upset because the door is closed and she can't get in here while I'm recording.
1: That's really rude of you.
0: She's been knocking on the door after a bath wanting me to let her in and obviously I'm I'm not. So um, I do apologize if uh, anybody's eardrums were
1: slightly <laughs> disturbed by the her crying through the door. Okay, well, so pretty much every week there's going to be one question that you have a have a fighting chance of getting. And I had zero this week. (laughs) You got the first one. (laughs) There's one that's going to be, you're going to be reasonably expected to get. And then there's one you're just going to get right. Oh,
0: Why are you so upset and crying? Huh? Is it because daddy didn't get the quiz right? Hmm. All right. You can sit here with daddy. You just, just come down. Okay. It's nearly bedtime. Well, it's past your bedtime, isn't it? Yes. It's past your bedtime. All right. Well, um, now, th- there's only one more thing that I do want to cover this week for this episode because I thought it was really cool. and It's really just a mention in passing. Um, thank you for that, that, that twister of a, a quiz guessing name there, Kevin, because uh, I didn't think no I had problem. a chance, and I didn't. <laughs> it's the spirit. But, um, <clears throat> so, the last topic here is... A artisan packaging reveals And it, it's not about the artisan But it was actually about the packaging that was used That they're displaying And showing off Now as a packaging person Do you think it's a good idea to blister pack Artisans
1: Um Uh, alright Well, I could do I mean, it's cool It's cool that he made it That's awesome but you use that kind of packaging for retail stores and you don't really need it if you're sending it to people. So it's cool that he like went through and developed it all, but it's totally unneeded in my opinion. And it really takes away from e-commerce packaging experience because it's really just excessive. You don't actually need all the pretty printing. Um, it's going to have to be ripped to be opened and, It's not even, like, that easy to unbox it. Um, I would just say that there's, like, if I wanted to give him advice, I would say that he should take into account the customer experience and unboxing experience more. So, it's interesting you talk about
0: that because somebody else, Luminous Echo, wrote a lot of stuff very similar to what you're talking about. Take into consideration the person who is purchasing it.
1: So yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's just like i like i should be liking it and supportive but it's really like it's it's, this is like retail store packaging and it's really unneeded and there's like additional costs associated with it there's additional like processes printing graphics which aren't necessarily needed um i mean the only way it maybe makes sense is if it's like gonna be kept in there as like a collector sort of item. But I don't see that being the case. So that's why I don't necessarily like it. I am like impressed that he made it. It's cool. Um it's just Overkill. Um overkill it is just not the right platform to be making those.
0: Now I agree on a lot of these points that you're making, but I do want to add in addition to that my biggest issue of doing this is it makes the artisan feel cheap.
1: And it's probably like a $30 artisan.
0: (laughs) But, like, it makes it look like a toy. It makes it look like something that you're going to go to a store and pull it off a shelf-hanging pin rack. Like... Yeah, you know, the the idea about
1: yeah, yeah that's the and, that's the one thing they're missing is the hang tab hole. Yeah,
0: but you know you could just <laughs> hand punch that, right? But but like yeah. you know, sure. There's the, there's the whole point of it being like a collectible, but people don't want to leave it in a blister pack because they want it on their keyboards. So yeah, you're gonna have to damage the packaging. But at the same time, when I saw this, I was like, hey, that's cool. And then I went, it looks like a toy. It's no longer holding the same. I suppose. Uh, not inherent value, but the mindset of it. It's almost mocking the artisan maker who's taken the time to create and produce these. Now, of course, if you are mass producing your artisan and you know it's very affordable and very cheap and is like exactly the same, then sure, go for that appearance because it would match essentially what you're providing and producing. But I could not imagine, say you know, Work Studios or Booper Caps would go down this way because it would inherently devalue the appearance of it. You know, going down the pathway of say like, say Jelly Keys, right? How they put their keycaps into individual wood boxes with, you know, wood burning on it and they've got dog tag Die-cut stuff. You know, it's like, that is the level of product display that you want for something that holds that level of value. You know, it's like, uh, Rama cap uh, well Rama works products right where they've got like really amazing uh, you know carry cases and polish cloths to go with their M10 you know pads with the PVD uh, polish and stuff like that. So it's cool that they've done it and they have taken the effort and they're exploring this, but at the same time, I don't know how the community
1: would necessarily take to it for artisans in general. Yes, yeah, right. it kind of, like, it takes away a lot of, like, the personal feel of it, too. Which is, like, where our artisan community is for the most part. Yeah. Like, either you either have to go for, like, the artisan feel, like Jelly Key, or the personal feel, like, what most of the artisans do. Um, yeah. Uh, but, like, he put in so much work into it, which is why... Like, I do want to recognize that he did a good job. That's oh, a great job. But it's...
0: It looks super professional. But it's just not...
1: It's just not right for me.
0: <laughs> Alright. Well, yeah. So, that's pretty much the only thing that uh, I wanted to have at the end uh the episode with. So, uh, anything else that you wanted to to wrap up with?
1: Um, that's, that's all I got. Uh, thank you all for listening. And... Um yeah. Okay. That's cool. it. Well, um, I got some
0: box royals this week and I already did a, a sort of short video unboxing some fan mail um and checking out the box royal very quickly, which uh I've got to really put it into some kind of thing to really check out for typing purposes. It's probably a switch that might grow on me, but once again it's a negative tactility switch for me. A little bit not as bad as say like the uh the Hako clear that I tried on the White Fox, so uh, yeah now, so thanks everyone of course for checking out the episode thank you Kevin for joining me yet again, I hope you have uh, a great rest of weekend, for everybody else at least in Australia it's a long weekend this weekend so make sure that you uh, have a safe and happy long weekend and not to uh, do anything anything silly in in excess such as uh, punishing your livers too much in celebration of our monarch (laughs)
1: hmm well yeah of course Of course, you know unlike you rebels over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah and shout out to everybody in our slack um they entertain me quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> well if you want an invite to our slack of course just
0: shoot me an email at theboardpodcast at com, and uh invite will come your way so you can join in entertaining kevin as well so uh
1: That's what it's for.
0: (laughs) (coughs) All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap so my daughter can get to bed and and stop pointing at a bowl of fruit that I have in front of me that she probably wants to eat some of. Um, Yeah. Cool. I'll chat to you next week, Kevin. And of course, during the week on Slack. And to everybody else out there, until next time, happy clacking.